A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The thing is just like uh, whatever you do, right? Whatever type of business you have, it always pays off if you're building some kind of community, right? So even if you're a web designer, right? It's good if you just organize some meetups for web designers, because uh, you'll be known, right? And then when, once you look for clients, everyone will be like, yeah, Tom, uh, he's, you know, he did this and he's well connected. And I, and I know many friends of mine, you know, they started some kind of community for different things, or they built the whole Lisbon digital nomad community or, you know, just connected web developers in the beginnings of, you know, iPhone apps and stuff. And uh, they all build their business based on, on these events that they that they organized. So in general, you need to know people and building community uh, is like key thing to build a very well running business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no, you need to do it before you. Oftentimes it's best to do it, you know, just in the beginning to connect with other people and not even expecting, uh, you know, just organize some meetups and, and connect to the people you want. And uh, it's a great way to, yeah, to become known and, and build business connections as well. How you day, how you day. That was the voice of Johannes. Now you heard him talk about community there. And a lot of what we discussed in the episode not only had to do with community, but really how to develop a lifestyle that allows you to be location independent. Many people listening to the podcast discuss their skill sets and they discuss their desires and passions. But the thing that I always hear paired up with the discussion of the skill sets and passions whenever they reach out to me is this desire to be able to do this anywhere in the world. And that's what Johannes was able to do. We dive into different ways you can make sure that your skill set is transferable, but also location independent. And I think it's I think it's one to really reflect on. I think a lot of times we feel trapped. We feel like our jobs are prisons that are keeping us from achieving our highest potential. And I would encourage you to reframe how you see that. Instead, think about what you can offer, how you can offer it, and how you can make that transferable. That's what this episode is about. Hope you enjoy it. And if you do have questions, please reach out to Johannes as his contact information would be at the end of the episode. If you have questions for me, reach out to me. Till next time, use your difference to make a difference. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. And today's guest is Johannes Volkner. Now, Johannes is the founder of Nomad Cruise, one of the largest digital nomad experiences in the world. Originally from Germany, he moved to South Africa where he built his first location independent business. And we're going to be diving into that. A lot of you know that I have a fascination with South Africa. In 2010, he became a digital nomad. And while he loved the lifestyle, he was missing the connections to other remote workers and he craved community. So 
He wrote the first travel guide for people who work online to inspire them to live the dream and also work while traveling the world. So what happened was interesting, though, because it led to the community they craved for so much. But it also led to this amazing experience that he has at sea twice a year. And we're going to be discussing that. And we're also going to be diving into what it runs, what it takes rather to run a remote company with your team all over the world. Welcome to the show. Very excited to learn more. Yeah, great to be here. <laughs> the pleasure is mine. So, Johannes, first things first. I, I know you, we read in your background. We just, we saw that you you know you moved from Germany to South Africa, and you built your first location independence business. But I'm curious about why you made that choice. What inspired you to start that journey? So. In the beginning, basically, uh, it was never my plan to be a digital nomad or anything like this. Basically, what happened was that I was in Australia before I went to South Africa, and I really loved Sydney. And one day I met a South African guy, and he was like, yeah, you like Sydney, but have you ever been to Cape Town? <laughs> and um, so I ended up studying there. You know, I heard a few more things about it, but this was kind of like the key thing. When I first heard about South Africa, so I ended up studying there, I fell in love, I got engaged, and I wanted to just live in South Africa uh, with my, yeah, with my fiance at that time. So I tried everything to make it work, and I ended up doing, you know, starting out as a virtual assistant and just helping people um, to, you know, with their own online business. And like this, I learned, I learned about online marketing and whatsoever. In the end, this relationship didn't work out, and then I started to become a nomad because I always loved to go traveling. But my first uh, thing was just to, to be living in South Africa, which I still really like to go back uh, yeah. as well. I hear yeah. you. I was, uh, I was chuckling a little bit there because uh, oftentimes when I talk to people, a relationship or the end of a relationship is usually the the, the pivotal moment in someone's life. And so I, you know, I'm sorry that it, it ended. It sounds it, like it, it led to... To the next phase in your life where, you know, you said, well, digital nomad time. Let me just do something for myself. But it's interesting how you find yourself after a relationship. Yes, exactly. I think uh, for a lot of people, like uh, deciding to do this nomad life and, you know, to go a little bit on your own terms and explore the world like this. It's nothing that you just decide from one day to another. So oftentimes there is some kind of moment before that in your life. And when you're like okay, I want to, you know, do something different or whatsoever. I mean, I had never heard that term digital nomad, but I just had, you know, I always loved to travel. So it wasn't really a big deal for me to just pack my things and see what's out there. Yeah. Now you had the bug. Okay. So Germany, that's the most powerful economy in Europe. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, yes. it's doing good. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, considering... Uh, today's market, and I, and I bring that up to say, mm. in Germany, you know the the story of Germany has gone through several interesting stereotypes and ups and downs. But the way it's come out of whether it's World War II or the the Berlin Wall or things like that, it's found itself as a community for immigrants, for mm. refugees. And for other Europeans now who look to Germany to be the uh, you know decision makers with very important decisions that relate to our world today, I'm yeah. very curious. Now this is me from the outside looking in. I study yeah. international relations. I want to know what it's actually like living in Germany as a German. 
you know, is it what we see or what is it actually like there? Uh, so I, I would say that Germany is very structured, right? But I haven't really been living there since 15 years. Oh, for 15 um, years? So, it's been 15 years? Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I mean, I went to Australia, right? Like I, I did a lot of traveling and, and I was five years in Cape Town. So I go back there all the time and I, I think, you know, like everything is, you know, tidy, clean there and there's a, a very good structure and things are doing, you know, but people complain if the train is three minutes late or... <laughs> um, so, you know, it's a, it's a nice place and I think that if, if you come from a place where there was like always like a lot of mess in your country and things are not really well organized, then you would love Germany. But... For me, it was more like I appreciated the chaos in some other countries a bit more. No, I hear you. I mean, I, I'm from Lagos, Nigeria, and so chaos is our middle name. So, you know, as, as naturally, that, that's why I moved to New York City. Yes. <laughs> here so you want to order. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. No, that's fair. I, I understand what you mean because I, you know, me, even me as a Nigerian, it's been a while since I've been back to Nigeria because of uh, travel and back and forth. Mm. But um, yeah, I was just curious because sometimes whenever I have people from different parts of the world, I like them to, you know, help people uh, get an insight into what it's actually like from a native's point of view. So I yeah. um, appreciate that. All right. So, okay. You said you discovered the term digital nomad by becoming a digital nomad. It wasn't something you initially thought you would become. In fact, it was just something you stumbled upon. When doing research on, on you, I saw that you said while working in uh, South Africa, you weren't making enough money and it was hard for you to find work. And so you sort of just started thinking of doing something online. It was almost as a form of necessity. Is that correct? Exactly. I mean, I was just really, so basically what happened was I had, I was working in tourism. I always wanted to work in tourism and, you know, maybe that's also why I ended up working you know, on cruises and organizing things like this. But um, basically what happened was I got a really crappy salary and I had 14 days of vacation and I, you know, I really wanted to be in tourism. And, but then I realized, you know, if I want to make it in Cape Town and my uh, fiance, she was fashion designer there, you know, she did her, had her own business and I knew, you know, I need to do the same. Like I need to just do exactly the, like have my own business. And I was looking for options and I just thought, you know, going online is like the best way because I was also missing my friends in Germany. So that's the beautiful thing about remote work, right? It's not just about being right. digital nomad, it's just about living where you just choose to be without having, you know, to com commute or without having, you know, to spend, let's say, all your vacation and visiting your friends or anything like this. So that was my, my initial thing. And uh, I read this uh, book, The Four Work Week, which you probably heard about as well, right? Tim Ferriss. Uh, Tim Ferriss, yeah. Tim Ferriss. And when it just came out, so I was researching business ideas, and then I read the book, and he was talking about virtual assistants. And then basically, I thought to myself, you know, I don't really have much clue about like online websites or whatsoever, but you know, I can just be a virtual assistant myself. And because there's like no big competition for German speaking virtual assistants. And so I was like able to quit my job within like a month or two months um, and making more money already than I was in South Africa. So <laughs> it was quite a fast, fast way out. 
of this. You know, it's funny. I was reading, you did say that you, maybe you'd only worked for four months and you, and that was the only first, you know, I guess the only real job you had four months. And it, while working in four months, you basically surpassed the income you were making in South Africa. And you had to go to your place to say, well, I quit. And it's been no looking back since then. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was good that I quit, but I have to say, like, you know, a lot of people, I, I think it's actually really good. And sometimes I only learn this now, like sometimes with things I was doing in the past, I got a little bit lucky because I did the right thing without knowing it. And, um, you know, I also built up a little e-commerce business. I partnered up with my mom. Uh, she had some therapy product and this worked out really well and it's still working out today. But the thing is, when you work at a normal job, right, and you have to go there in the morning and do this, it's actually good to do this for like a few years because yeah. you this discipline, right? Like you, you kind of learn how to do the corporate life and whatsoever. And it's also something that you really need when you have your own business that you, you know, that you get up on time, that you're doing your things and whatsoever. And I see a lot of digital nomads, you know, like whoever goes straight into this life they don't really have all these skills that you learn when you have to do a job you don't like for a few years or you know and then you you get teach you get taught to learn like when you work in this other environment or wherever you work it's good when you're actually able to learn a lot of new skills and things um you know by by people who all made the mistakes before no i mean that actually segues into the question i want to ask so let's let's break it down someone's yeah. thinking about running or live in a location independent lifestyle. They want to run a remote company. What would you say are the core ingredients and the core things that people should really ask themselves or things that they should reflect on? I'm just curious about how you would advise someone to do that. Yeah, so I think the very first thing for anyone who's like really doesn't know where to go, I would really ask myself like what is my main skill? Like what am I good at? What is something that I can learn? You know, like it's maybe something I can teach and where I can really bring value to other people. Uh, so the thing is, when you build a completely location independent business, you, I mean, I taught myself so many different skills, you know, like from online marketing, web design, virtual assistant, copywriting, sales, marketing, you know, like all these things. So I would really focus on one, you know, learning one skill and learning this really, really well so that you can charge higher rates and then you become basically location independent automatically if it's something that you're doing online. So this is the, the very first thing I would ask myself, like, what is something that I kind of like, you know, I don't need to love it, but just some skill like, are you more like a creative person or are you more someone who's like, uh, you know, into finance or something with sales. Sales is probably one of the best things you can learn in the very beginning because it teaches you a lot about how people tick and how, you know, you can you can use this with everything. And once you have some budget and you're making money, then you can use this and pay other people to do the work for you. So that's a very common um, entrepreneur business advice for people, you know, to look into learning sales. But in general, focus on a skill first that you kind of enjoy and one and that you can somehow do online at a later stage even if that's consulting or anything and then you can basically then you will find your way from there because i mean it's very hard to know now what you want to do in three years 
uh, oftentimes there are certain coincidences that come along your way and then this one thing works out well and then you're going this direction but I think the, the most important thing is to start and focus on a skill that you learn and then you, you will find your way. Yeah, I, th I think that's important advice. Even if you're working for a company that isn't location independent, the idea of making yourself indispensable, the idea of making yourself valuable so that, you know, people will really miss you if you leave or decide to move on is very, um, I don't know, it, it's, it's translatable across all things whether you're in school or whether you're in the workplace. So it's interesting to hear you say that. But, okay, the thing that I'm now thinking of is I've made myself indispensable in the sense that I am the foremost consultant in such and such field. Yeah. How do you then go about finding your clients? How did you go about finding clients? So what I did actually is I just sent emails at that time and uh, I, w I was quite lucky because I was like the only German virtual assistant in the world, <laughs> I, it seemed to me. So I just posted a Gmail address and people would write to me because they couldn't find any other virtual assistant because I was like the only one in the beginning. So I just posted my, my email address in a forum and I got jobs with that. It was that easy actually. So um, these days, these things are a little bit more, com more yeah, complicated, but if I would have a skill, I would then combine it with a niche. So I would think, you know, if I'm good in accounting and I love yoga, I can combine these two things. And then you can kind of tap into one niche where you can get a, a lot of people. So you can much better put your offer together um, into, you know, what, you, what you're selling and provide the value. Because if you're just doing accounting or what, just web design or anything, then you're like in competition with millions of other people. But if you're like specialized in doing even websites for yoga, then uh, people will be much more likely to work with you. So then you can much better approach people. You can, I wouldn't necessarily even do it online. Like I would just go out and do this in the place where you're living. Because if you're starting to find your online work, it depends a bit on where you live in the world, right? So when yeah. I was in South Africa, I wanted to get clients from Europe, from Germany. So I would just email them, but I still met some of my clients when I was like visiting in Germany and I said like, okay guys, let's meet, uh, or I will be in Hamburg, uh, you know, can we meet? And so I, I did meet them in person. Uh, it's good to find in general clients in your areas. What worked for me as well is like, I was just asking my friends if they, you know, if they knew someone who needs some help with online marketing or websites. So I get some clients like this and you know, when you're, like doing a great job and you're quite specialized on something, then people will refer you. Like it's, it's not so difficult. It's more difficult when you grow a team and when you build some agency, then you need to consistently look for new clients. But the first ones, if you're doing like focus more on the skill and being good, then it should be possible. If I'm to read between the lines, you're saying, you know, you need to identify the people that do need the services you do need. And then you need to position yourself as someone who can provide that value. So what that means is it takes a level of self-awareness that you need to have. So what is it that you're good at? Why are you good at it? And why will you add value to them? Even when you're talking about niching down, whether it's yoga or sports or fitness, talk to the specific way in which your services adds value. And I'm guessing consistency and following yeah. up. All right. 
Yes. Uh, I mean, they like, and don't just pick one skill, you know, like combine a skill with a niche, uh, maybe a niche you're passionate, like uh, a industry you're passionate about. And that's like a great way to start and, and to set yourself a little bit away from the competition and then go out and, and talk to people. But, um, you know, like in the beginning, there's always this saying, like, do what you love. I think when you're starting out, you just need to learn certain skills and then you will start to find out whether you like them or not. Right. But yeah. um, it's very hard to just be, you know, oh, I, you know, like I like to dance, so I want to make money with this. Yeah, there, of course, there are people who can do this, but they're extremely good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The other thing with clients and, you know, client relationships is that they are very much like relationships and you have to set boundaries. So I have had so many people who are VA friends and virtual assistants who have told me horror stories with clients and successful stories with clients, but it all comes down to what expectations they set and what boundaries they set. In your experience, what is a healthy way to set a boundary that allows you to continue to feel like you're doing what you love, but also ensure that your client isn't taking advantage of you or disrespecting you? So I have to say here as well that I was I haven't been in this type of client relationship for many years. Um, I mean now we we are organizing the cruise, so uh, they are the boundaries are that I have someone who takes care of customer support and of many different. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Things and I say you built a team. You built a team, essentially. Yeah, I built the team, right? So... Um, but in the beginning, when I was there, uh, with regards to boundaries, I mean, I was, I, yeah, I didn't have much, uh, I have to say, like, I didn't have so much trouble with this, um, because I have always been quite independent. Also, like, I had built an e-commerce business quite fast, so I did, like, you know, virtual assistant and online marketing support, I did this for about two, two and a half years. And then I can uh, moved away from this. When you're traveling, this can be very, very hard to keep your, your clients happy because you really need to keep in mind the time zones, right? And uh, so there, sometimes you really need to obey to your clients. So it's, it's always good to, yeah, to think about how you can do this the best way. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I'm sure time zones for sure. And just may, yeah. may be clear with, with expectations. Uh, but you touched you touched on something there, so I didn't mean to interrupt. I know you were saying you haven't done this in a while. You have a team that does uh, such and such. So, 
that means at some point you got enough business to the point where you were able to delegate and even decide to think about how to pivot to the next sort of thing. So talk to me about that part in your life when you realize, well, I am no longer um, the VA. Now I'm actually a CEO and entrepreneur, and I have to think about things from an owner point of view and decide who's going to make up my team and how to expand what I initially thought was a was a, was a way to, to make more money in South Africa as a real lifestyle. So basically what happened was I have been doing my own business until five years ago. Um, I had just been working a little bit with other people and then I, you know, then I started this, this cruise for digital nomads. And in that moment, the, the cruise grew so fast that I had no other option than getting someone who can help me with like customer support. So I focused on half of the work and I, and I got someone who would, you know, do bookings and would do different things for me. Um, and that was quite natural. But I think that one thing is like, if you're working with one person, it's, you know, that's, that's okay. But, uh, things get really complicated when you have a team of now four or five people working for you. Um, especially if you're running like an event business and because the, the communication between each other and doing this remotely becomes very complicated. So you really need to understand what are the people that you're working with and, you know, what are their personalities and how can you, you know, put them in the right position or right role um, so that not just the complex, because the complexity rises and sometimes you have like four people working for you and you're not even more productive than if you would be just with one person who's helping you because there's too much communication in between. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm fascinated by these, uh, oh, it's I'm still like, I'm, I'm not, uh, pro in this yet, but I know the entire theory. <laughs> No, I mean, who really is a pro? I mean, I think a lot of times there are people at varying degrees or varying levels and, you know, you're at a level that's higher than someone who's just starting out and just you sharing what you're learning or even mistakes that you've picked up on is going to be helpful and beneficial uh, to, to, any, to anyone. Um, and thinking about entrepreneurship, at least with me, when I think about being an entrepreneur, I think about it, I think about it from the point of view of this idea or this desire to solve a problem or to fix something and you you wanted community you, mm. you you'd started to do to live and travel and move around the world but you were craving community ironically as a nomad and you decided let's do this cruise it wasn't kind of, it wasn't exactly like this so what it basically what happened was that i was living in south africa and i um, you know, so the, the relationship, the breakup, uh, was there. And then I start, and then I thought, you know, my clients, they don't really care where I am. So now I can go wherever I want. So I started to travel around the world and I thought, you know, I can just work at the same time. So this didn't turn out to be as easy as I thought. So very fast I learned, okay, I need to travel slower. And then once I started to travel slower, I built up like great communities. You know, I went to Rio de Janeiro, went to language school there and, and to different places around the world. But the problem was then that I, um, that I didn't, you know, that whenever I needed, wanted to go to a new destination, I needed to build up my new social network 
And, um, and so I realized, you know, it would be really awesome to know more people who are also working online, who also like have the same pace of traveling and taking it slow. But unfortunately, there's no one that I ever meet. So I started, you know, a travel guide uh, for these people. And I thought, you know, that could be like a nice uh, product that I could sell online. I, I started this travel guide and then um, I invited all these people into a group because I then I found out, you know, the, the word digital nomad exists. Like there's actually a name for what I was doing. And so I looked on Facebook and I was like, okay, Uh, let me check if there's a Facebook group for digital nomads and there was no Facebook group. So I started it and I invited all the people who bought my book and then this group grew really fast to up to 5,000 people. And so I thought, you know, I want to do some business, like I want to do something with these people and we all want to meet. So then one day I found, I came across a cruise that was going across the Atlantic and I wanted to go, you know, to Brazil anyways. I was leaving from Canary Islands, from uh, Southern European islands. And uh, so I just thought, you know, like, who else wants to go on the ship so we can meet and then we can be together, all of us at the same time in South America. And I don't need to go to Rio de Janeiro to make friends and then to Buenos Aires or to each other city, but we can all just, like arrive in South America and I have a great network of people wherever I go. So that's what I thought. So I just shared this cruise and then uh, 100 people joined after, you know, like they booked this cruise after two, three weeks. That's the point. But that's the point I'm saying. It's a, you recognize that there is maybe there's a, there's a void, right? There's, a, there's something missing or there's something you can fix or there's a problem. And exactly. then out, out of that, you, you, whether you created the group or something and that, that becomes, yeah. yeah. Now, I, and I, So go ahead. I know we keep interrupting each other. Go ahead. <laughs> no, so exactly. I mean, that's how you, that's the best way how you become an entrepreneur. You, you find a problem, but like a real problem can be first world problem or whatever you, you know, <laughs> whatever you like, I mean, you're very, we are very privileged to be able to live and travel and do these things. But um, yeah, so for me, it was a problem to connect in all these big cities. So I thought, you know, there's some something that can be fixed, that can be solved, and I'm probably not the only one. And these things, you know, starting this Facebook group and starting this cruise, it just shows me like, okay, there are things, you know, that need to be solved. And there's, there's still like so many people around the world who have got similar interests and ideas, and they're not connected yet. So, um, yeah, so there are many different ways to solve problems, but... Uh, that actually creates value and that's kind of entrepreneurship, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I obviously I'm fascinated by stories like this. So tell us about this cruise. What's happening? When is it? How can people get involved? Yeah. So basically what, uh, what happened was I did this cruise. We were 100 people and I had organized it all by myself. And, um, the idea was just to take a cruise to South America, but on the ship, we, we, learned that, you know, there's no better place uh, or not many better places in the world where you can really well connect with uh, with other people because when you're stuck on the same boat and in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, you know, they, you can't just escape. So we had, after we arrived, like after 10 days, we were all became like really good friends. And 
people were like, oh, this was such an amazing journey. And so I just, you know, I just thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll do another one. And so basically I ended up doing 10 more cruises with up to 500 people who met on the ship. And uh, now it turned into like a, a fully like organized conference. And we're, you know, we're teaching about, um, it's like a skill sharing thing. So the participants, we ask them who wants to do a talk, who wants to organize a workshop. Um, and then people can even organize their own events. So there are like over 100 events on each cruise. Uh, lots of parties, talent shows and things. And like, all we're trying to do is like turn everyone who comes on the ship into like best friends and yeah. great network. And then when people leave, you know, now then they are part of this and they, they go to Bali or other places where these digital nomads hang out and they don't need to look for their network cause it's already there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's basically a lot about learning and then meeting in, in different places around the world afterwards once you part, like once you have met all these people on the boat. Despite any technological advances, any social media uh, update, any social media platform, one of the things that, that stand the test of time is community building, right? That, that, yeah. uh, would you agree with that or disagree? Yeah, I mean, the thing is just like... Uh, whatever you do, right, whatever type of business you have, it always pays off if you're building some kind of community, right? So even if you're a web designer, right, it's good if you just organize some meetups for web designers because uh, you'll be known, right? And then when once you look for clients, everyone will be like, yeah, Tom, uh, he's, you know, he did this and he's well connected. And I, and I know many friends of mine, you know, they started some kind of community for different things or they built the whole Lisbon digital nomad community or, you know, just connected web developers in the beginnings of, you know, iPhone apps and stuff. And uh, they all build their business based on, on these events that they, that they organize. So in general, you need to know people and building community uh, is like key thing to build a very well running business. Yeah. Yeah. No, you no, need to you. do it before you oftentimes it's best to do it, you know, just in the beginning to connect with other people and not even expecting, uh, you know, just organize some meetups and, and connect to the people you want. And, uh, it's a great way to, yeah, to become known and, and build business connections as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyone listening out there, it's, you know, we've, you've heard a lot from Johannes uh, talking about his, his journey as first of all, he was following his curiosity. He's always been someone who has been interested in travel and then he just, you know, found himself traveling. And then out of necessity, he was like, Hey, I got the skills. Let me just do it in an online format. And naturally that, you know, grew into something where he realized he could even expand it. And he created a platform when he saw that there was nothing uh, for what he did and for people like him. And then now he's doing this on an annual basis. Now, I imagine, obviously, the first year it's grown to something else that's way bigger than you even imagined. So how can people join from different parts of the world? Where should they go to sign up? Uh, so they can check out Nomad Cruise, uh, the website. Um, so we have all information there. We have one. We have one more cruise that is actually leaving in April and going to 
um, yeah, from St. Martin, from the Caribbean or Colombia, they can join. And then we're going to Lisbon in Europe. We have uh, amazing people on board. You can find all the all the speakers and talks on the website nomadcruise.com. And um, yeah, so that's uh, that's something to look in. There's a documentary. Uh, if people are a little bit more interested to first find out what they would get themselves into. And uh, it's a great way to basically, you know, if you're thinking I want to spend a few months in Europe or I just want to meet a lot of new people, then uh, everyone is more than welcome on this ship. It's a lot of solo travelers uh, as well, like solo, solo digital nomads. So um, no, no need to bring friends or whatsoever. You can just come by yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you might you might not need to bring any friends, but you're going to leave with plenty of uh, yeah. lifelong friends. It sounds like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, as as we get ready to wrap up, I want to give you a chance to talk about trends you see happening in the location independence business. What what are things that you? I don't know if it's predict is the right word, but what are things that you're noticing from your time in the field? So what I see is that. Um, it's growing like crazy at the moment. Like there's a lot of people, you know, like organizing retreats and organizing different things. Going into the location independent life becomes much more easier as a lot of problems are being solved. You know, community, meeting other people who are doing the same thing. You can do that on the cruise, but you can also go to Bali or to, to other places, more and more businesses coming up. And I think one of the most exciting things is also that there's more and more hotspots coming up. So places where people meet um, in at the moment, there's most of the things are in Asia or in Colombia. But uh, I have the feeling that, you know, a lot more hotspots are coming up and people are actually going to move to new places. Right. So there's no need to be living in a in a big city with the super high apartment rentals anymore. And. You know, that would be the only place where you meet other entrepreneurs, but you can also live in a small town in southern, southern Italy uh, and be surrounded by a lot of smart people. Um, yeah, so these are uh, amazing things, how, these, how this is developing. And um, so it's not just about the work, it's, it's about the whole lifestyle. And I think anyone who's like thinking to, you know, wants to have a little bit more freedom in their life and, and be like, three months per year or whatever in some new destination and discover the world while working uh, should start, you know, to, to look and, and learn these skills. Like there's more and more online jobs becoming available as well. People, companies are more open to this. So the time is good and um, better start yesterday than <laughs> waiting another year to do it. Right. All right. Yes. Yes. Start now. Um, and the next flex option, I mean, you know, after yesterday is today. So make sure you, you, you start signing up. If this is something that's always been tugging at your heartstrings, make sure you go ahead and do it. And even if you fail, it's something that you can learn from because uh, there's no one tailored experience to live in a nomad lifestyle. It's, you know, it's, it's one that you, you learn as you go. Interesting. Uh, All the time. So, but it's okay. And it's, it's part of the journey, right? Yeah, well, 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 well developed. <laughs> part of the journey is also relationships. I know one ended, but how do you find having relationships as a nomad? Is it easy? Is it hard? Do you have to be on the same page earlier than normal if you're in mm -hmm. the same country? Yeah, so I mean, in the beginning, it was very hard, right? Uh, because 
there were not many people, but it's really growing a lot. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's that difficult anymore to, to be in a relationship when you do it. Um, my relationship at the moment is not like she's not nomadic, but that's also okay for me because I have been, you know, I've been traveling so much over the last year. So I have a little bit more focus on some business things and stuff, but whatever you want to do, um, it's amazing. Yeah. Like there, there's a lot of people out there who are also looking for a relationship, um, or you meet someone who, who wants to do the same. So it was very difficult, but I don't think it's that difficult anymore. Okay. All right. That is things <laughs> at the moment, right? <laughs> okay. Well, well, you heard it from him. Uh, where can we find out more about what you're up to in terms of everything that you do and how can people reach out to you if they want to reach out to you? So to reach out to me on, on Instagram, it's uh, Johannes Volkner. I will send you the link. You can, you can plug it in there in your info. And um, yeah, to find out more about the cruise, it's just nomadcruise.com. Nomadcruise.com. Okay. My final yeah. question. My final question for you is a question I ask all my guests, and it's my mission statement reframed as a question. My mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. So, Johannes, how do you use your difference to make a difference? How I use my difference to make a difference. So, yeah, I mean, I am really trying to, uh, you know, create connection and help people, you know, to to make the most out of their their life and their possibilities and that's my my purpose or my you know like creating community and um, it's working pretty well and um, I hope I can do this a lot more in the future community development it sounds like that's that's your your zone of genius so um, I, guess, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't yeah I don't know that a lot of people uh, you know, truly focus on that. I know we, we say that, but it's not really something that a lot of people have gone on to create successfully. sounds like you've done a good job of that. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. Thanks a lot. No problem. No problem. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you for spending time and educating us on not only your cruise, which is coming up in, uh, in April, and we'll make sure we'll put that in the show notes so people can sign up for that, but also uh, giving us a different perspective on maybe a different career to consider. You know, I think a lot of people sometimes feel trapped in the careers that they have. And this is one that is location independent, as you said, and it can be based on the skill set you have if you spend the time on developing it and finding people that do need what you, what you offer. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, sir. Thank you. All right, ladies, gentlemen, and gender non-binary individuals till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 